0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Citizen Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to work through our current series, Step by Step, which is all about advancing. So if you haven't listened to the full series, you can go back and listen to that in the previous episodes. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy and we'll get straight into it. Well, welcome everybody. Just to repeat Mark's welcome from the beginning. My name is Ryan and I am the vicar here. And a massive welcome if you're new or if you are visiting us. You know, we have a saying here at Citizen Church, which is that we would love everyone to be as involved as you would like to be. So if you're currently sitting here and you're thinking, I'm not yet as involved as I would like to be. Well, then it's a great week to get involved. There's loads going on. It is autumn. Autumn is, although it feels like summer, but autumn is officially with us. And um, we've just kicked off Alpha, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But also, um, a couple weeks back, we kicked off Hangouts. Hangouts are our small groups here. And um, this week is a hangout week. So every other week our hangouts, our small groups meet and they're really how we do community here at Citizen Church. They're how you can get involved in the community. Hangouts are all activity based. So some hangouts meet at the pub, some go bowling, some go mini golfing, some, I mean, if you can imagine fun, that's what you'll be doing on hangout. So definitely get involved. If you're not yet in a hangout, Today is a great week. To, to this today is a great day to join a hangout. This week is a great week to join a hangout because uh, we launched a few um, hangouts a few weeks back, but we're also launching loads more this week. So why not get in on day one? Go join a hangout. It's going to be great fun. So you can do that at the Connect Corner after the service. But before I speak to us, we had Alpha this week. We launched Alpha, and yeah, come on, we can whoop Alpha. But I think we've got a video. Do we have a video, Kai? We've we got a video. There you go. Sorry, we, um... I basically very last minute was like, yo, we need that video that we put on Instagram. So we made it for a phone, so hence the size of it. But anyway, that's just a little taster of what Alpha was like on Tuesday. For those of you that don't know, Alpha is an opportunity to find community whilst exploring the big questions of life. And we had over 100 people here on Tuesday night exploring Alpha, um, and it was great fun. It was an absolute rave. But there's still room for more of you. So if you have never done Alpha before, if you've got a mate that you would love to do Alpha, then why not come along this Tuesday, 7pm, we've got Bar who are going to be doing all the food, so it's going to be great, if you don't know what Bar is, it's the best burrito in Cardiff, so come along, it's going to be great fun, and it's actually Alpha Week 1 this week, that was Alpha Week 0, so this is Alpha Week 1, best time to get involved, come along to Alpha on Tuesday night at 7pm. But anyway, so what we've been doing, we kicked off a couple weeks back our new series, our autumn series, it's called Step by Step, and so you should all have one of these booklets on your chair. Feel free to follow today, it's Vision Sunday, and we're going to be kicking off, we're on page eight in the booklet, I think, yeah, page eight, well, page seven and eight, so if you're taking notes, we're going to be on page seven and eight, and we're actually going to stay here for the next two weeks as we look at Vision Sunday, and we're going to kind of split it into part one and part two, so feel free to follow along. You should have a pen somewhere around your chair if you want to follow. Otherwise, um, maybe a member of the team can find you a pen. There you go, some pens being, being passed around. But our vision as a church, anyway, our vision here is to play our part in the evangelization of the nation, the revitalization of the church, and the transformation of society. You know, that is our vision, But how many of you know that the way that our vision is played out looks different in different seasons? For example, I mean, it's been one tough season, hasn't it? It's been one heck of a storm. In fact, we're still very much in it. Even just last week, Mark Drakeford was saying how COVID is still very much with us. And whilst he was kind of giving some of us some hope of a Christmas better than last year, which I don't really know what that means, he was still saying that actually it's quite possible that the NHS could still get overwhelmed by COVID again, or by the flu, or by so many different illnesses that we tend to experience over the winter. The storm is still very much with us. We're still very much in this storm. But the thing is, we were born in the storm. We were born in the storm. We were launched in lockdown. And so whilst for others, it may be a time of regrouping, refocusing, regathering, relaunching, For us as a church, it is time to advance. And so we're calling this series Step by Step because this is how we advance. And you know, we are called as a church, as a people to step into the unknown, the unfamiliar, the uncharted, the unimaginable, trusting and knowing that Jesus has gone before us. But to illustrate this, we're going to jump into the Bible. It should come up on the screens, but we're going to be reading from the Passion Translation. And we're reading Matthew 14. I'm just going to read it for us. It's from Matthew 14:22. Jesus walks on water. As soon as the people were fed, Jesus told his disciples to get into their boat and go to the other side of the lake. While he stayed behind to dismiss the people. After the crowds dispersed, Jesus went up into the hills to pray. And as night fell, he was there praying alone. But the disciples, who were now in the middle of the lake, ran into trouble, for their boat was tossed about by high winds and heavy seas. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed, A ghost! Then Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid, I am here. Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. Come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk towards Jesus. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up and said, what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? And the very moment they both stepped into the boat, the raging wind ceased. Then all the disciples bowed down before him and worshipped Jesus. They said in adoration, you are truly the Son of God. Shall we pray together before we begin? Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this church. Thank you that we are only five months old, yet you're calling us to advance. Thank you, Lord, that you have a plan for this city. Thank you that we're just joining in with what so many have already done for such a long time. And we pray, Lord, that you will speak to each and every one of us, that you will call each and every one of us. And we pray that you'll just be with us now and speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me ask you, does anyone here like... A murder mystery. Anyone into it? What about police drama? We've got some. Line of Duty. Anyone watch Line of Duty? Yeah, come on. What about Vigil? Anyone been watching Vigil? I mean, I knew he was about, just a spoiler, I knew he was him. Um, (laughs) Just to say, you know, I love it. I love a whodunit. I love a suspense. Thriller. I love them. I can't get enough of them. I love the suspense. I love not knowing who did it. I love having a good old guess though at who it might have been. I love not knowing whether or not they're going to clock the bad guy in time, even though they near enough always will. And I have to tell you, I believe with all of my heart that if I wasn't a vicar, I would be an incredible detective. It's true. It's true. In fact, we proved it a few weeks back. We went away on a staff retreat, and we went, to, uh, we, we went to this place, and we did a murder mystery one night. And now, these things, you don't normally win them. You don't normally have an out-and-out winner of the murder mystery. But i got to say, I completely won. I did. I won. Um, I had to go first at guessing the killer, and I immediately guessed who it was. And um, this has nothing to do with my talk, but I just wanted to tell you how good I am at, at detective work. And you know, the thing is, it's the suspense, isn't it? It's the not knowing, it's the ambiguity that makes it so much fun. But how many of you know, as much as I love the suspense, as much as I love the ambiguity in my telly and in my games nights, I cannot stand having it in my life. I really struggle with it. You know, I don't like the unknown. I don't like not knowing. In fact, my family can tell you, like, I, I hate surprises. In fact, I'm terrible at Christmas. I have a very specific Christmas list, and I'm not a big fan of people going off-piste. My worst nightmare is a surprise birthday. I'm an only child, so just to say, um, My worst nightmare is a surprise birthday party. I struggle with surprises because the ambiguity leads to anxiety, and the risk leads to restlessness. Can anyone relate to me? And, you know, I looked it up. I thought, is it just me? Turns out it's not, it's an actual thing. You know, our brains, our minds, neurology teaches us that our brains love the familiar. They love it, they strive for it, and this is because throughout your life, your brain is constantly receiving and storing information. This information creates a pathway that enables your brain to predict what is going to happen. It's actually the main function of a part of your brain called the neurocortex. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Never lies. The neurocortex. And you know, your brain, it means that your brain, it completely thrives on, what coming, on knowing what comes next. For example, if I was to go A, B, C, D, you will think E. Yeah, Okay. Oh, yeah, keep okay, going. <laughs> F, did someone just say F? <laughs> You think E, but if I was to say something other than E, you might end up having a meltdown. And that is because your brain likes to fill in the blanks. You know, we crave certainty. In fact, the pleasure parts of our brain actually gets pleasure from certainty, from knowing what is going to happen. Like Even walking, even just walking around, knowing that you're going to take another step gives pleasure to your brain. But your brain likes to know what's happening next. Yet in this passage, we read that Peter stepped out of the boat, not into water, but onto water. I mean, his brain would have been freaking out. There is no way that you can do this. There is no way, years and years and years and years of experience say it is not possible to walk on water. You see, our brains are conditioned by the world around us. Our thoughts are conditioned by the world that we know. But you see, Peter, he had his eyes on Jesus. Jesus, who himself was already standing on the water. And so he stepped out of the boat onto the waves, staring at Jesus. You see, then this passage says that when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and started to sink. Another translation says that when he saw the wind, he started to sink. How many of you know that you can't see the wind? But what actually happened at this time was that Peter's brain was just going off saying you should not be doing what you currently do doing and more than that what this passage is highlighting by saying that he was that he saw the wind was more pointing out the fact that he was no longer looking at Jesus. Church we're being called to advance to step into something new and next week I'm going to be talking about some of the more specific things that we're going to be doing some updates that we're going to be stepping into but in order to do this we need to be willing to step out We need to be willing to do some things that you never thought possible. You know, to reach the people no one's reaching, we need to be doing the things that nobody is doing. But before we step into something new, we need to step out. We need to step out of some things and not let our conditioned, familiar loving minds hold us back. And the first thing we need to step out of, and you might want to write this down if you're taking notes, the first thing that we need to step out of is comfort. Is anyone here a fan of comfort? I mean I am. I'm a massive fan of comfort. I mean I remember when um, we were having a baby and um, our dog, our golden retriever was getting bigger by the day and my wife said that we could get a bigger car and I loved this. It was my, she said I get to choose it. So I, I, was, I was looking for what car to get and immediately the top of my list was heated seats because I've got to be honest as much as I love the AC blaring in my face even on the hottest day of the year I still love a toasty tushy. I need that. I love Egyptian cotton bed sheets. I love a high thread count. I love candles everywhere. I love to be cozy and warm on a cold, wet day. In fact, the Danish have a word for it. It's called hygge, H-Y-G-G-E. It's actually pronounced hygge, I looked it up, hygge. And it is completely my vibe. I am all about it. I love a bath. I mean, we are talking candles. We're talking a chilled, jazzy playlist. We're talking a glass of red, and we are always talking a bath bomb. I am all about it, guys. I am, come on, you love a bath bomb too. I am a creature of comfort. And the thing is, comfort, comfort is not a bad thing at all. There's nothing bad about comfort, but I do believe that comfort has lost its meaning. You know, I looked up comfort in the dictionary, and uh, it, described, it is described as a state of physical ease. But you see, the word comfort, it actually comes from the Latin word comfortare, which means to strengthen greatly. You see, comfort was never meant to be a destination. Comfort should be a place where you go to get refreshed, a place where you go to get restored, a place where you go to get re-strengthened. But I don't know about you, but I often get comfortable and I find it hard to move on. My comfort break becomes a comfortable life. And I've forgotten how to step out of it. You know, I want to live a life of calling, not a life of comfort. I want to be known as courageous, not comfortable. And you know, that boat, that boat would have been pretty comfortable. Especially compared to the alternative. You know, the alternative of the cold, the dark, the stormy sea. And something that has always struck me about this passage is the fact that Peter actually asked for it. He asked for Jesus to use him in this moment. He asked for Jesus to call him out of his comfort zone. Peter shouted, Lord, if it's really you, have me come and join you on the water. He asked for this. He asked for God to use him. He asked for God to do a miracle through him. But the truth is, when it actually took him out of his comfort zone, he couldn't handle it. Can anyone relate to that? I know I can. I want God to use me greatly, but I don't want it to cost me anything. I want to be used by God, but I don't want it to affect my life too much. You know, this passage says that he saw how high the waves were, and he got frightened and started to sink. I mean, bro, if you're asking God to call you out onto the, onto the water, there's going to be waves, especially in a storm. And I believe God is calling us. I believe God is calling you out to step out in this storm, during the storm in which we were born. But not to calm it, to step on it, to walk all over it. It's going to get uncomfortable at times. He never said it would be comfortable. It won't be easy. He never said it would be easy. But you see, Peter asked God to use him, but then he didn't like how God used him because it got too hard for him. But isn't that how it's supposed to be? Surely, it needs to be too hard for us to take us to our limits so that we can rely on the one who truly sustains us. That's the sweet spot. But the truth is, Peter bottled it. He bottled it. And I do believe that for us as a church, it is time to advance. And that's going to take us out of our comfort zones. It's going to get a little wavy. We were never meant to be comfortable. You know, look at us. We're, as a church, we're five months old. Last week, we had 450 people in church, we baptized 21 people. We had over 100 people in the room on Tuesday for Alpha. And just last Thursday, I had a message confirming the next church plant that we're going to be doing. And I'm going to talk a bit about that next week. But that's going to be building number three. God is on the move. And it isn't time for us to take our foot off the pedal. It's the opposite. It's time to step out. It's time to put our foot down. It's time to advance. And like I said, next week, I'm going to be talking about some of the ways that we can do this some of the things that we're going to be stepping into. And I'm going to be giving us some updates about a few exciting things that are going to be happening. But for all of us, what stepping out of our comfort zone looks like, it's going to be different. It's going to be different for different people. You know, what might stretch one person may not stretch another person. And so it is a personal thing and only you can really work out what it looks like for you to step out of your comfort zone in this season. And actually this series that we're doing is is to enable us all to kind of think about that a bit more and enable all of us to kind of work out ways that might work for us. But one way that I would love us all as a church to think about how we can step out of our comfort zone is through our giving. You know, we don't do this much as a church. Um, In fact, we only do it a few times a year. But next week, we're going to give everyone an opportunity to give financially towards the vision here. And I'd love you guys to spend this week praying about how you might be able to step out of your comfort zone by giving towards the vision. Like I said, we only do it a few times a year. And we're going to have a chance to do that next week. So let's step out of comfort. And secondly, let's step out of convenience. Let's step out of convenience. You know, I don't know about you, but when I read this passage... I can't help but think absolutely nothing about this situation is in any way convenient. Nothing is. I mean, it's 4 a.m., it's dark, it's cold, it's stormy. The disciples are wet, they're tired, they're scared. And I don't know about you, but if it was me, all I would want to do is be at home in my nice, warm, Egyptian cotton bedsheets. It was true. But it was at this time that Jesus called Peter to step out. And I mean, Peter probably wasn't feeling his best self. I mean, it was 4 a.m. in the morning, but it was at this time that Jesus called Peter, and it was at this time that Peter stepped out. You know, if it was me, I would much rather it be at 11 a.m., because that's probably when I'm most energetic, that's probably when I'm at my best self, big up the 11 a.m. service. I would probably want the weather to be perfect. And so, which is always really hard to call. I mean, I'm assuming this would be in the UK. So, uh, I think it tends to be quite nice towards the end of June. We have our anniversary then. So, weather's quite nice towards the end of June. So, I'd want it to be 11 a.m., I'd want it to be towards the end of June. Um, Friday's best day of the week, isn't it? So, I probably want it to be on a Friday. So, 11 a.m. on a Friday, towards the end of June. I definitely, the water will still be freezing, so I definitely want a wetsuit. I'd also want a towel and a change of clothes. I think that is what, that's probably what I would put in the diary. That's what would make this situation convenient for me. But how many of you know that calling is rarely convenient? Calling is rarely convenient, but it requires us to set aside our preferences. And you know, one of the ways that we live out our vision here as a church is through our teams. And I would love to encourage all of us today to join a team. It's how our church operates. It's how we serve our city. And you know, the thing about teams is they're definitely not always convenient. They require your time. They require your talents. They might require you sacrificing a few evenings, a few mornings, a few weekends. But I don't know about you, but I couldn't think of a better use of my time. Join a team, you know, for some of us, the cost of calling might be convenience. But we all can join a team. You know, for example, we have, we have the creative team here. I'd love to encourage you to join the creative team. You know, the creative team is how we communicate with people. It's how we do all of our comms. It's also how we do anything visual. I mean, the creative team are currently live streaming this to our 11.30 online service. You know, perhaps you're a photographer, a designer, a videographer, maybe you're in marketing, or perhaps you just have a heart for creativity. We need all hands on deck, so why not join the creative team? Maybe this is one way that you can step into something new this season. Or maybe the worship and production team. You know, we always need people to join our worship and production teams. You know, worship is at the heart of everything we do here as a church. Is at the very heart of everything we do. But as we continue, I was just talking briefly and I'm going to talk next week about some of the new buildings that we're going to be stepping into. But as we continue to plant churches, we need our team to grow. We're going to need more people mixing sound, more people doing AV, more people turning the lights on. We're going to need more musicians. We're going to need more singers. We're going to need more worship leaders. Join the team. Well, there's the justice team here. You know, Next week, once again, I'm going to talk a bit about um, we're in the process of relaunching our justice team. Karis spoke about it a few months ago. We're relaunching it. We've got a new name for it and a whole new vision for it. But wow, so much has already happened for the justice team in such a short amount of time. You know, we've got... um, We've got Alpha launching in January in Cardiff Prison. We're going to be launching Alpha in Cardiff Prison. And already we run a monthly service at Park Prison. Uh, once a month, I'll say a monthly service. But the vision for it is that we want to do a service every single week and we, at every single prison. We want to run Alpha every single week at every single prison. But the main thing holding us back is that we just don't have enough team. Why not join that team? We need more team. But also we have... We need more people on our befriending ministries. You know, part of our mission here is we want to bring people home. We have a heart for the displaced. And one of the ways we literally see that played out is through some of our befriending ministries. We have caring for ex-offenders where we get to meet people literally as they come out of the prison gates. And we get to help reintegrate them back into society, get them involved in life in Cardiff and also in this church. Why not join that? We do a similar thing with victims of human trafficking. We get to meet them, we get to befriend them, and help reintegrate them back into life in this city. We have a large ministry with refugees and asylum seekers. We, um, it's kind of done in two parts, but the first is something called Mustard Seeds. And we're doing that in partnership with Oasis, which is a large charity here that works with refugees. And um, what we get to do through Mustard Seeds is that we get to look after the refugee kids and do crafts and games and language-based activities to enable their parents to learn English. But already on the back of that, so many doors are opening, doors that are gonna enable us to run Alpha with them. Why not get involved in that? What a privilege. But also more than that, what about Citizen Coffee? Citizen Coffee, we've got, um, what, you know, one of the issues that face asylum seekers when they move here is that they're not actually able to work. But when they are able to work, they then face issues like they don't, some of them don't have any transferable skills or others need some more work experience. But through Citizen Coffee, again in partnership with Oasis, we've been able to offer that. We've started training up asylum seekers and refugees as baristas and offering work experience. But more than that, In partnership with another company called Hope Espresso, we're able to train them up and then give them a recognized qualification as a barista so that they can go on and get paid work. You see, Citizen Coffee is completely run by volunteers, it's completely run by members of this church. We always need more baristas. You don't need any experience, even. We will train you up. We need people, and if, you're, if you don't fancy go having a go at making any coffee, we just need people to come and take orders, people to come and greet people. There's a place for you on the Citizen Coffee team. Why not join the Justice team? And last but not least, we have the kids and youth teams. You know, Citizen Kids is growing rapidly, and once again, as of everything, we have a relaunch coming up of that, where we, and I'm going to talk a bit more about that next week. We've got a whole new venue for Citizen Kids. But if you have a heart for the next generation, I've got to tell you, it is not babysitting. It is leadership development. You know, it's, it's leadership development because as our church continues to grow, we need our kids' team to grow. We need leaders who are up for shaping tomorrow's leaders. But one of the things, especially from last week, you know, we baptized 21 people last week, but two of them, one of them was a 13-year-old boy and his mom. And his mum came along through him. He's the reason his mom was here getting baptised. You know, these kids have so much potential. Why not invest in them? Join that. Or youth, citizen youth. You know, we haven't even really kicked it off yet. We're just dreaming about what that could look like. If you join that team, you can get in on the ground. You can help shape what citizen youth might look like. We have younger youth based here at the 11. We have older youth based at the 6. Why not get involved in citizen youth? You know, it won't always be comfortable. It's certainly not going to be very convenient. But let's advance. Let's take a step together, and let's start today by joining a team. And then I'll pick up part two next week. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Um, I'm going to invite the band back up, and then we're going to pray in a minute. But before we did that, what I thought we'd do is I'm going to give everyone a chance, no pressure, but a chance to sign up for a team. And so um, what we're going to do is, if you've got a smartphone... Grab your smartphone. If you haven't got a smartphone, whack your hand up and a member of the team will give you a hard copy of something that you can fill in to join a team. And then all you've got to do is on your smartphone, you go to citizenchurch.org.uk. There you go. Minds up. And then you click on that little icon in the top right corner. That will come up. And then you click on belong. Then you click on join the team. And then all of our teams are there. And then all you've got to do is click on that. Click on the team you fancy. I don't know, I might fancy the worship team. So I've joined the worship team. And if you scroll down, I think I fancy my hand at worship. We've got uh, musicians, production, and songwriting. We even have a songwriting part of the worship team. And then you can just click on the specific part of that team that you want to join, that you want to get involved in. And then what will happen is this week, uh, the person who leads that team will be in touch with you, will take you for a coffee, and we will get you involved. It's that easy. So why not join a team? We're going to take a few minutes to do that now while the band come up and start playing, and then we're going to pray together. So I'll give you some time to do that. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you didn't already know, then you can join us live on a Sunday. We go live on YouTube at 11:30, or you can join us in person at our 11am or our 6pm at our Catays campus in Cardiff. Otherwise, I hope you have an incredible week and we'll see you soon.